Plus, yeah. Plus, we we barely we don't even trust teachers to discipline our kids anymore. So we gonna trust them with guns now. <laughs> Let them discipline the kids first, and then we'll talk about exactly. guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good that question. A damn man. good point. That's a good question. <laughs> your teacher can't raise a voice to the kid, but your teacher can come in there with a three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> come on, dirty in the area. So. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, first of all, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. All the, all the, yeah, L-G-B-T-Q-T-I-A. Did I, I get them all? L-G-B-T-Q-I-A, yeah. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. And then it's like a plus at the end. Plus. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell them what's on your mind, fellas. Because obviously the plus and all that stuff, we have to get that right sooner or later. Well, well first off, uh, happy birthday, Rizzy. Birthday boy in the house, man. It's yeah. your birthday. Yeah. It's happy birthday. Nah, man. You got to play that Gracie's Corner birthday song. Have y'all heard that <laughs> one yet? No. Oh, y- y- y'all know about Gracie's Corner in general, right? So, no. no. Okay. So for all the listeners out there and, and, and my brothers, uh, Gracie's Corner, if you have small children uh, under five and you want to get a, like some educational videos with a beat, that type of thing, they put like hip hop beats behind or like New Orleans bounce beats behind like all the educational stuff. And she's got a birthday song that actually go really, really hard. So if you haven't listened to Gracie's Corner, YouTube it, let your kids listen to that way better than the ABCs and all that hmm. wheels on the bus stuff. Her, her wheels on the bus song goes super hard. So, yeah, just check it. They got dances with it and everything. Like, it goes hard. Take your so. word for it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Once again, happy happy birthday, Razio. Um, I do want to say uh, rest in peace to Jacqueline Smith, aka Jackie O. She was the mother uh, she was DC Young Fly's baby mom, and uh, she went in to get a uh, what you call it, mommy makeover. Yeah, mommy makeover type surgery, and um, died from that. Kind of like I think Kanye West mom had something similar like that. So uh, I, I brought that up because I saw a lot of people saying on on uh, social media like, you know, she was beautiful how she was. Ladies always remember you. You're already beautiful. This, that, and the other. And I'm like. That's that stuff that's easy to say, but to me, it's, it's it's kind of useless. And I say that because when people decide that they want to have surgery, they know how they want themselves to look. So no matter how many times you tell them how beautiful or how pretty they are, it's what they see. So until we want to get to like the true root of it, these empty platitudes, you're enough and you're beautiful enough. I mean... Okay, that, that's good to hear, but I don't think that really attacks what people who elect to get that type of surgery are experiencing. Um, so rest in peace to her. It's sad. I had a cousin that uh, passed away from something similar to that. Uh, other than that, oh, wow. um, 45, I told you I'm going to try not to say his name. 45 says something I think I kind of agree with, man. He was like, 
he doesn't like the term woke anymore. He's like too many people using it. They're overusing it. And it's become, it's gotten away from its definition. So uh, now obviously he's saying it because that's what DeSantis is championing. He's fighting the whole woke thing. So he has to make himself different from DeSantis. But I mean, yeah, woke has lost, I think, its original definition and people just throw it anywhere now. Uh, those are the only two things I got, though, fellas. Yeah, man, definitely agree on the woke thing. Um, it's toxic. It's the all the, the words of the month uh, type stuff yeah. um, in there. So and it, it, going back to the, the Jackie O thing, uh, I saw a post. Somebody was saying um, you can't talk about, oh, Jackie O, you're enough. You shouldn't be getting the surgeries. And in the same breath, go after Lizzo for being big when Lizzo says she eats healthy she you know she works out she can do a full on show dancing singing and everything like that for 30-45 minutes um, and put that on at her weight so she's she's generally healthy just that's just her body is that big you can't come after Lizzo for being that big uh, and then still tell Jackie oh she's beautiful she shouldn't get the surgeries and all that stuff it's like you, 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 you you're trying to play both sides in that so I don't think that's what people come after Lizzo for. So I disagree with that wholeheartedly. They, they come after her for her size. I, I There's say, a lot of people that come after her for her size. Though. No, they they come out. <laughs> they come after her for how she portrays herself. The fact that she wears little to nothing. The fact that she like the what was the NBA game where she pretty much had nothing on, just sat on the seat. Like that's what they attack Lizzo for. Lizzo is a beautiful black woman. Do your thing, Lizzo. She's from Houston. Do your thing. I, I challenge anybody who just there's a time and a place to do things. And when you're to me, my one of my biggest things with her, not only the way she dresses, like she's seeking attention. Like, you're, how can I go to this? I'm going to wear nothing that'll get them going. Like it's those are the, the conversations I see more than like, oh, she's big. She's big. like nobody talks about that, really. Um, As much I think they talk about the way she portrays herself. And then she it seems like she seeks attention. So, but but they you know, don't talk um, about I just other women that are shaped more traditionally, becoming doing those exact same things. If if Coco, I think we have those same tees. conversations. We talk about. No, that's not true. Uh, uh, Sierra has one of the best looking bodies out there. And they dragged her for wearing what she wore to the award show. That's a perfect example. Until they found out what, that was the theme of it. Touche, touche. Yeah, I, I think it. Then also people's images, you know. So that's a whole other. Let's. I, that's, it's it's turning into a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, I just hate that we lost somebody due to elective surgery. So not saying that she didn't need it, um, because it's not for me to say. I, I truly wish more women would embrace their natural selves and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's what you feel is best for you. But the dangers of elective surgery. Um, there's so many complications that go into any major medical procedure. And um, I hate to see something like that go wrong. With that being said, you know, yeah. yeah. What else? Is, uh, you mentioned uh, her. Anything else, Razi? Um, Well, no, that, that was buff. Uh, but speaking of losses, um, I did want to bring it up. I know we usually take a moment of silence towards the end of the show. Uh, but Akilah Radcliffe Evans, um, you know, she lost her husband. Um, I didn't even know anything about it until she made the post about 
you know, her actually burying him uh, over the weekend. And so, you know, um, you know, our thoughts, our prayers are with you, classmate. You know, that's my homegirl. She was up here at the same time. We helped each other out, you know, while she was at school and now I was up here. I, I know what you're going through. I understand. I, I've had actually two or three people that have lost their spouses reach out to me and, and kind of figure out ways to get through it. But, and so any of the listeners that's going through it, I just want to say, uh, it sounds cliche. It really does, but you will get through it. You can get through it. The the whole cliche about time heals all wounds. Um, I, I disagree with that. It doesn't heal all wounds. Um, what it does is it makes it bearable. Uh, time makes it bearable. Uh, and, and that's probably the best way that I could kind of put it. And so you'll get through it, but until then reach out, if you need help, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, lean on them. You know, you're, you're not being a bother by leaning on them. Cause I know that was one of the big things in the back of my head. A lot of times was, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to put my burdens on them. I don't want to this, that, and the other. Um, don't, don't your friends are there and they want to be there for you. Uh, but they don't know how. And so lean on to them, talk to them, open up to them so that you can, you know, get through it. Uh, that's the only way you're going to be able to get through it. So well said. I had that man, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about two new movies dropped spoiler free reviews but Little Mermaid and Spider-Man Little Mermaid dropped last week Spider-Man dropped this week both of them are awesome Little Mermaid we went and saw it while we were in Orlando with the kids um, we walked out the kids loved it Haley Ariel is her favorite princess and so you know this was a big deal for her and um, she loved it and she actually agreed with me we like the new live action remake better than the original and so that lets you know just generally how good it is i it's a really good show it's based off of the musical that you know the play not necessarily the uh, disney uh, movie and so there's some changes there but it it adds value to the story it makes more sense um from all the different mermaids and and them being in the seven seas so all of them looking differently um the location right it's it's in the caribbean so you see black people and everything like the inclusion of it all it's just a really really well done movie and then when we talk about spider-man it's the same way diversity is there i mean you you get an indian spider-man you got a black woman spider-man like or spider woman i mean it's it's a really really good movie i enjoyed it ferg you're frowning up you didn't like it as much no i'm just i i just i didn't know there was a black woman spider-man i thought i was kind of you know did she play a major role like to the point where when i saw her on screen i would have been like damn it's a black woman spider-man and i would have were you surprised to see a black woman Spider-Man? Was there joy when you found that out? Saw that? Uh, no. So, but but I know you know I, I read the comics, so I knew that she, um, you know she existed, and um, so and she's a major character in it. It's so, not. A, oh, it's not. Yeah, a, so when you. Yeah. 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 So, so that, when you saw her in the movie, it was that. like it was like yeah yeah yeah. Guess what won't happen for me? <laughs> I won't be have that same excitement when I realize there's a black woman Spider-Man. Thank you, Rosie. She, she's in he she's started, in the previews he started she's in, she's in the previews spoiler. bro she's in the trailer <laughs> she, she's literally in the trailer bro I don't know, <laughs> Brian did you know the black woman Spider-Man in the movie I did not <laughs> huh? two out of three just saying man you just gotta oh, but um no Little I agree Little Mermaid was really good took the family to see it earlier this week 
My daughter loved it. My son watched it off and on. Uh, he was playing his iPad or his tablet half the time. So, and I think that's going to be the reverse when we go see Spider-Man this week for my daughter. She'll probably watch part of it and then be on her tablet. But I want both of them to see something. I'm excited about both movies. So, yeah. And Holly, Halle did a great job. Her voice is impeccable. She was beautiful. I mean, they, they, the cinematography, there was just very detailed. The Melissa McCarthy, I think that's her name, mm-hmm. uh, is that, did a hell of a job as the villain. So I think it was really good casting. And I advise anybody to go see it. I know Porsche made a comment a few weeks ago about the movie was so great. She had to, now she's questioning Armor Maid's real. Like it looks so realistic to her. So I think that was good. My things, I'm glad you brought that up. Is I want to apologize. You guys brought up a show a few weeks ago, and I'm like, eh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna really pay any attention. The Last of Us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. is a really good show. So go check it out. And then I recently um, started watching Class of '09. Have either one of you started watching that? I watched the first episode and it it was kind of slow and and like it's all over the place with the the two or three different uh like it's time such, periods you, and everything it's one of those it's, things where yeah. you gotta you gotta get past it. It, it the first show sets it up and it's, it's like he's right it's different time periods so it's of course 2009 when they're in the academy the present and then they go into 2034 and it all tracks it all it's kind of like the this is us type you see something happening here and it relates to something in the future and they go back to the present to show how it's relating and all that stuff so it's really good Uh, we're pretty much caught up but that's another good show to watch and oh my god I can never remember his name the main one of the main characters dude from Atlanta yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I, I Paperboy. Know yeah, Paperboy. <laughs> Does a really good job. I, I'm just so so excited to see him in so many different roles. I mean, that guy took off. I mean, before Atlanta, I, I didn't know anything about him, and now he's in a show like this. He's had a couple of movies in uh, Eternals. He had a really, did a really good Eternals, job in Eternals yeah, as yeah, well. Bullet Train. And he put, uh, yeah. yeah, Bullet Train. And he plays very diverse roles. So I like that. And... Speaking of woke, everybody's favorite fast food restaurant is apparently woke right now. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Oh, Chick-fil-A. 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 Yeah. So are we unboycotting Chick-fil-A now? I, 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 I mean, I mean not, not that y'all are boycotting anyway, but I mean, like, are they officially the off the hook now? Because apparently they're so woke. So um, recently, Chick Fil A became the target for right wing um, propaganda. A lot of the the right wing media are attacking them because they're so woke. And how 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 woke can you be on a scale of one to ten? How woke do you, you guys know what they're being targeted for? They they it's not even a new hire. It's like a he's like he's now their uh, diversity. What, what's the equity, equity, and, equity inclusion. And, yeah, equity and inclusion? Yeah, yeah. So, it, like, it's pretty much equivalent to like an HR almost. Like, every company needs this. That that's what's so crazy. Like, they're in an uproar for the bare minimum. That's not even being woke. That is having a a company in 2023. Like, I feel like every company has to have something similar to that. 
Yeah. You know, and they've had they've had the role. It's not new. The, the, like he's been in the role for three, four years. Yeah. Now. It's just that but he they, posted on Twitter that Chick-fil-A is a, a, is a diverse equity inclusion or inclusive workplace, blah, 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 blah. We don't judge. And the right wing got in the uproar because they feel like yeah, Chick-fil-A. How dare he? Yeah, because they, how they, dare they he? knew like, Chick-fil-A not, how to, had that racist or or sec, it was anti-LBGTQ. Um, mm-hmm. you know, slant on it, and and he posted it for Pride Month, and so now they're like, oh my god, they they don't they they like gay people now. We can't eat there anymore. I mean, how it, dare they? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, so it's silly, the fact man. there's a position like that's the bare minimum. That's yeah. like the bare stand standards. Like, yeah, we gonna have somebody that's gonna be over diversity, equity, and inclusion. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Mm-hmm. You know, when I read that, I was just like, oh, my God, how do we even how do we get here? How do we get here? Yeah. But well, that's even something. So um, and it, and it was and trending like online. Said, it's, so, it's so needed. I mean, I, I actually am DEI certified. And the thing about it is you, like, you talk about Byron, you need it. It's kind of like our HR department that you need somebody that's talking about that looking at those numbers we 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 had that gender pay gap conversation dei is one of the the groups that look at that because they look at equity and inclusion in there they they watch those numbers and so inside of the company like they literally are there to make sure your white women get paid just as much so it's not about LGBTQ or it's not just about women it's about equity and and making sure that everybody has a voice at the table and if they feel included and and they can walk into work and not feel and and be their authentic self that's really what it comes down to be you know your religious holidays make a difference you can actually you know um, celebrate them we're going to give you time off to go have your religious celebrations because America is a Christian based you know type of country and so a lot of our holidays revolve around christian uh, holidays and so if there's another religion there we need to make sure that our company gives time off and allows people to celebrate all of that like there's a lot that goes into that position in that job that's needed in a in a company so just being the golden rule which i think is outdated is you know doing to others as you would have them doing to you rather than do unto others as they would have you do unto them. Like, I think we need to get more into that. It's like, if this is my, like you said, religious holiday, let me celebrate it. You know, let me celebrate it. You know, that's what I want from you. I, I'll work Christmas. That's fine. But, you know, I want, I want these days off. I want to observe these days, just like you get to observe these days. That's all I'm asking. Um, you're like, no, you can have Christmas off. Great. You know, I want Christmas off. I'm going to give everybody Christmas off. I'm such a good guy. It's like, no, Christmas is fine. I work Christmas. You know, Ramadan is very big. I want to, I want to be able to observe it the way I need to yada, yada, yada. And so it's just very weird that we're still here to be a a country that's supposed to be based off of diversity and inclusion. You know, that's kind of what America was about, you know, people ran here to escape persecution and be able to live their way of life. And now America seems like it's, Hey, I'm cool with you living your way of life. As long as it revolves around my way of life. And, you know, this too is because of slavery. (laughs) 
But you know, it is what it is. So hopefully, the great Chick Fil A survives this because now the right wing's mad at them, and hopefully, I think that'll blow over. They, they find somebody to be upset with every every other week. So, uh, what else we got, fellas? Uh, that's it. Oh, let's jump with Sophie then. Yeah, let me go grab her. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. And welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. How are you you doing today? I'm doing very well. Summer has started. Summer has started. I see you didn't lose your glasses at the water park. He did. This was because Ollie, Ollie was about to drown him. And he was drowning with a life jacket on. Your dad and Ollie? No. My Ollie was drowning, but he wasn't actually drowning. He just got really scared. So like, he started yeah. like going all frantic with a life jacket on. Yeah. And he started pulling daddy under the water. So while Ollie, well, he was trying to hold Ollie up, he lost his glasses. Because it was the crazy river instead of the lazy river. <laughs> ah. And the crazy low. river, like... The waves are all over the place and it's crazy. Yeah, you know, and Ollie nor Daddy can swim, can they? No, he he can swim, but you know they they have. Oh, you can't? Yes, I can swim. Oh, mm, I'm not know. a strong swimmer, but okay. I can swim. Yeah. Okay. See, okay. there was a one ride where like it would drop into like a tw- a ten feet pool. That's one of the things that like I would come up, but then I'll go straight back down. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. I'm not doing it, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, see, you're you're very responsible, but Daddy shouldn't have his glasses on in the pool. I had my glasses on, but I didn't lose them. But you're responsible, though. You're responsible, <laughs> apparently, because somebody didn't lose their glasses. We're not saying any names. So, you know, do you have a joke for us today? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm ready. I feel like I'm gonna get it. No, I'm in the zone. Why did the dog do so well in class? Barn, barn. He was the teacher's pet. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I was I was all off. I, I was I went I was trying to use bark or something like that. Well, yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you make that one up or is that a No, it was from Google. Google? Yeah. Google. Yes. Well, enjoy your summer. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Maybe this week. Yeah, this week. I don't know. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh, um, I'll take it. Yeah, because I don't even have a question. <laughs> I have one. It's, it's, mine is simple. All right. So, um, you know, each time there's a school shooting, we the discussion of um, should we start arming the teachers? It's floated around. And I've always thought about that from uh, forcing teachers to learn how to handle guns and carry guns but I never really thought about it from the notion of should we allow them like if they want to and they receive the proper training should we allow teachers to carry guns I know in Callisburg, Texas and many other places in Texas there are districts that allow teachers to uh, carry guns it's called the Guardian Program how do you brothers feel about allowing teachers if they go through the proper training and all that of carrying guns in schools to hopefully protect your kids. It's cool when they do it, but it's a problem when I do it. Oh no. Uh <laughs> um I I don't like it for the simple fact that it only takes one bad day. And having a gun 
escalates things. That teacher that has that gun that some student threatens them. Some student comes at them to fight. Some student comes at them. Are they going to pull that gun out on that student? Are they going to, you know, use that gun when there's a huge fight going on, but there's no guns involved, right? Um, and that happens. That happens, especially if you're talking about a high school, right? We've, we've been in brawls. We've had 15, 20 kid brawls and stuff, but there was no guns involved with it. It was a bunch of shoving, pushing, couple punches, um, and that's it. And I feel like when you start arming those folks, you get into this this almost I hate to say it, but what we've done to cops, militarization of, of the police force, right? You're militarizing those teachers. You're saying, yes, you can carry that gun. So now eventually it's gonna take one teacher pulling it out on that big uh, brawl, right? And so now every teacher with that gun thinks that that's what they can do. And so now they're gonna be pulling it out more and more. And you come to this, get to this spot. So, and, and Buff, I know you hate slippery slope arguments, uh, but I really feel like this is like one of those moments that it is a slippery slope of you, you start down this path of militarizing, you know, uh, the, the teaching force. And I really don't want to do that. I really want to keep that to police officers, school resource officers, things like that. Um, worst case scenario hire another resource officer, put some money into it and have two instead of one at the school, something like that. But I just don't feel comfortable with citizens walking around with guns around these kids. And not just that, you talk about now you have teachers with guns, you got guns in the schools. So now some high school kid, some middle school kid goes in that teacher's desk or that, you know, they knock that teacher out and now they got a gun. Like there, there's other things of just vicinity and access to those weapons uh so no i'm i'm 100 against uh, or for um what is it gun-free zones in in those schools i i mean it's no different than a pub you know at, at city hall or at the capitol building senators can't walk around with their guns or actually they do let them walk around with a, a couple of them right so they've let them do it now but a, a random person walking in can't do it right you can't you can't walk in with a gun so i really feel like it it really should be that if you're not police if you're not trained to uh have that and that is your primary focus is to protect that weapon protect people and that type of thing i don't think you need a gun i mean you you look at places like britain their police don't even carry guns like so i i don't i don't this this gun culture that we have just has to be stopped and and so no i'm not not for it I mean, it's simple. I don't know why we haven't done it before. Add more guns. That'll help the gun problem, <laughs> right? That's that's what that's that's what you do. Um, Rosie, everything I was going to hit on, you hit on. Recapping um, the fact that you have teachers who can be in volatile situations to become a shooter themselves, and what you really didn't hit on really is, let's say they're not the shooter themselves but they are in a situation where they do have to draw the weapon. How comfortable are you with your third grade teacher escorting your student? You know, like now, now she's, now she's freaking Sarah Connor, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> defending the kids these, from these are the things we're talking about. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll just stick right there is we are already having a problem with people who are trained to do this to handle this 
It's like, you know, we talk about unnecessary shootings. We talk about the uh, in Texas, they the well, I think it was Texas where the resource officer was there and what panicked. Florida. In, it was in Florida. Florida. It just didn't do anything. So, but this is their job. So you have this teacher who 2023, they get trained. God forbid they have to use this. But it's 2029, six years later. And hell, it actually, Are, that's my bad for it. It was in Florida and Texas because the police department in Texas, they were scared yeah. to go in and the resource yeah, officer you, in you Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is like, we have people that are trained to do this. This is their job is to serve and protect. They annual training, they, they get paid to do this. And we're saying we're already struggling with the responsibility of teachers in the school system today. Public school teachers are underpaid and overworked. And we're saying, hey, by the way, we need you to become Rambo. That's essentially what we're saying. And if they do this and something happens. Now, the teacher has to worry about this, too. It's just too much. It's it's, we're 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 trying to fix a problem that that the wrong the wrong way. Yeah. Instead of tighter gun control. We're saying let's get more people who aren't really qualified to carry guns to start being police officers. Yeah. I, I, military, I don't know if you remember um, when we went to Afghanistan and I heard it again going to Iraq finally. Uh, but it's they, they there's a saying in the military that says, um, I don't want to be in the foxhole with the guy that wants the Medal of Honor. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, you know, you, you really have to think about that. I don't want the folks that the, the, if they can actually do it, them they can decide if they want to bring a gun to school. I don't know if I want them there. Like that. That's the other part about it. That that's that person. That's that. I wish attitude. Right. I wish a motherfucker would come up in here. I got my gun. I'm strapped. I'm ready. And I, I I don't know if that's what we want. That's conducive for that environment. Right. And you know what? I Yeah. And I haven't seen enough cases of all these people who are armed saving the world. Like, it's just like, man, I'm glad because we have more people with guns that they stopped a robbery here and they stopped a school shooting here. Like, I don't hear these stories. Yeah, you hear the right? anecdotal one-offs like every once in a while you hear a good yeah. guy with a gun saves people, but it's rare. It really is rare. What I do hear is these people who have all these guns shooting up schools, shooting up churches, shooting up malls. Like, that that's my thing. People should have guns to protect themselves. Okay, agreed. I have guns in my house. Um, they stay locked up. I don't take them out of my house unless I travel. I don't want, I, I still debate if I even want them in my house with young kids. I'm not a wish mother. But at the same time, it's the people who have all these guns, who have arsenals. They don't have guns. They have arsenals who are doing these things. I I, I can't maybe once every year or so we hear some hero story. And then that becomes like, well, luckily, Byron had a gun and he was able to thwart a domestic violence. It's nothing. It's never anything big. We've never heard anybody stop this potential mass shooting and then the teachers in there they start shooting and you know it's just gonna be worse until some kid gets shot by the teacher that's when 
you know. Yeah. yeah and and I, I get I get the other side of it though. I I mean I I understand the whole personal protection thing. You know, Ferg Z, she want her little twenty two pistol in her purse or whatever. You know, at the school because she's you know four foot nothing and, and you know she's teaching high school but boys on um on a, on a bad track. I get the the mentality or the idea behind it. I don't agree with it. I still don't agree with it. I just I understand where those some of those teachers that are saying let me bring my gun to school are coming from so so are we asking to bring the gun to school for to stop school shootings or for personal protection those are two different things well i think because i think it would just, i think it would get turned into that it would get turned into personal yeah, protection i think that's that's the yeah. thing is like oh this motherfucker hit me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know and the school ain't going to do nothing okay i got it yeah yeah, like it's the same reason other people bring up pull out guns on people. Yeah, I mean, right? and, and even if you don't pull it out or he didn't hit you, the kid didn't hit you. I mean, I see a teacher saying, "Come up over here if you want to. You gonna catch this heat." Like, yeah, it, it's gonna be that, right? They're gonna use that gun as their like protection or whatever in, in that conversation. So. I'm thinking of a teacher from La Florida would have said that she was actually a substitute, <laughs> but I could see, I could have seen Miss Jesse. I don't know if y'all remember Miss Jesse, but I feel like Miss Jesse would have said that in a heartbeat. She probably so, had one in her purse for real. <laughs> she probably did. So the kids, Miss Jesse definitely had a 22. The kids they interviewed said that they actually liked it. They felt safe with their teachers uh, carrying the weapons, but kids are stupid, and that's why we don't let them vote. Um, <laughs> Everything you guys brought up, man, is is like on point because it's it's so it's too many questions to it. Are they carrying it on them at all times, or is it locked up in the classroom? If they're carrying it on them at all times, then they get mobbed by enough teenagers, and and they grab the gun from them. Or, I mean, you know, my department got made fun of for this several years ago, but. Officers leave their weapons in bathrooms all the time. You telling mm-hmm. me teachers probably wouldn't? So now you got a loose gun mm-hmm. in a bathroom that kids can get their hands on. Military does too. <laughs> yes. You know how many times they've shut down military bases because <laughs> private or specialist or sergeant, da da da, and left. Like they'll shut down a whole base nah. and we'll walk the base for hours looking for somebody's weapon. Yeah. It's- that stuff happens all the time. Accidental discharges. Yes. We ain't even talking about exactly. that. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. how many accidental discharges do we see in Afghanistan, Rising? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, um, we, we had to treat like somebody that shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> Damn. Um, also, you know, when, when, when officers get in a, in a shooting, they have to be, they're held accountable for every round that they shoot, they fire. So, you know, you got these teachers, let's say they do take on a mass shooter and they they miss them and hit one of your kids. Do they get to say, well, hey, I was just trying to help or are they going to be held liable for that? It's it's far too many questions. You guys said everything that needed to be said, though. I'm, I'm against it, uh, whether they want to carry it or not. And, and like and what you said about being in the foxhole with somebody that wants to win the medal, that I like that because you, you don't want to. You don't want that type of person carrying a weapon. Byron, you made me think of something else, though. When you're in a firefight, you usually have like a team lead or somebody. Right. You have somebody you have a command center when it's when they're raiding a school because the school's shooting. It's not like every officer on the street. Like I get there first. I'm just running to school and I'm doing what I'm doing. Like there is a command center. There is somebody who is taking on this. If there's a hostage situation, we we don't know. Mm hmm. 
you know, now do you does this escalate the situation even more? Because you have a command center out here, but then you have a teacher in here that over here doing Rambo stuff. Right. John McClane. You know? Plus, yeah. Plus, we we barely we don't even trust teachers to discipline our kids anymore. So we're going to trust them with guns now. <laughs> Let them discipline the kids first and then we'll talk about exactly. guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good that question. A damn man. good point. That's a good question. <laughs> your teacher can't raise a voice to the kid, but your teacher can come in with a 357 Mac. <laughs> come on, dirty area and stuff. <laughs> oh my god. You got one rise there you want to go? No, you go, ahead, go. So, I was I was watching a video the other day and it was just very stupid so that's why I'm asking this question guys take a step back and just uh, close your eyes and think about all these bad haircuts that we've seen bad haircuts and bad hairstyles over the last 40 years males black men what are the the worst three to five haircut slash hairstyles that we've had and that we've seen in our lifetime rat tail the gumby Mm -hmm. Uh, only Mr. T pulled off the mohawk. Only Mr. T. Uh, what the Picard I... for the old guys? The one that you bald in the middle, but you keep keep the sides. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, oh, oh, you talking about the Sherman Hensley? Sherman Hensley. Oh man. Uh, uh, what about what? It wasn't a haircut, but what about Jerry Curl? Jerry, I was about to say that. Yeah. Jerry Jerry I, said, I said haircut or hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry curls. Definitely the hairstyle. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, awesome. The Jerry, the Jerry curl and the S curl. I put them in the same bucket. Yes, the curl. And I was, I was a victim of the S curl. Yes, I was. I wanted the S curl. My, yes, I, I my S curl took. Wait, wait. So what, what's the difference in the Jerry burning, curl? And the... Burning my scalp. Like, what, what is the difference? <laughs> is, isn't the S curl like the waves? Like finger well, waves? I, well, guys I, getting finger waves? Ooh, like red? I forgot the finger waves. Uh, <laughs> guys have okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah brother! I had like, the, I had the, the troop or something like that. <laughs> I had the S curl because I wanted waves. Jerry curl is like more like you could put the S curl in a certain part. Like if you had a fade or whatever, you just put it up there. But the Jerry curl was all over. It was the whole head. Yeah. Okay, I mean? all right. So, and and Jerry curl was way wetter, right? Like it was yeah, supposed to be yes. where S curl like gave you just kind of the way. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So S curl was like you might have seen like in the nineties where these dudes had like the. Like you said, they might have a box top or a fade, yeah. and they cut extra curly and slick. I think I feel like Jamie Fox had it and stuff. But the 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 Jerry curl, that's that that soul glow type stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let it shine through. <laughs> so, what else you got, Razzy? You got it's, it's just got guys, gum. right? Just guys. Yeah, just the guys' hairstyles. Yeah, but the s that uh, the finger wave. I forgot when guys were. I love fighting good. What you about to say? Uh, uh, yeah. The fade, the fade with no blend, just a salad bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bruh. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even a style. That was just a mistake. That's when you knew you. They went to a bad barber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think it just got, it, it got popular, right? So that the actually the high top fade like the you know super duper high top fade so the um, the kid and play the kid and play yeah like like it's super high you had those you talked about the Gumby but a Gumby that actually was pretty dope um I was watching uh Juice we went and, uh, everybody like went back and watched Juice after that and everybody uh forgot that Bishop had that Gumby like Bishop cut 
and it was actually based mm-hmm. off of a, a bishop if you look at uh, the chess piece so that's where they got the uh, how he got his haircut from so that was pretty dope but it was essentially a Gumby I mean when you think about it so, but yeah that um I, I think the guy, black folks didn't have it too often uh, a mullet but if you had a boosie fade it's essentially a black person mullet so uh, the, the, the boosie fade or as uh, the folks here in Birmingham uh, at, at call it the best one cut so uh, yeah that big kind of shag in the back um, type thing so yeah that, that's what that, I said the shag <laughs> so yeah th- those were the really bad ones but man we've had some bad bad styles uh, but I think really oh and, and we can't talk about the presses so there was guys out there getting presses too so they were trying to have like oh, the that was big, on my list the that, 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 that Batman that Mark that that Marcus Houston, yeah, the Bob, that, that fresh nigga walking over there, fresh Bob. Oh man, yeah, the Shag, the Bob, the Gumby. Uh, my personal uh, favorite of horrible cuts. It wasn't even a cut; it was just the part mm. that Larry Johnson in the middle. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one of those. <laughs> So are, yeah. we, are we are we gonna talk a little bit about beards too? Because that like super thin beard line that like went straight oh, down, that, that, down that, the that, bottom, just it, a it chin strap. That, that, like that pale that that chin strap. Yeah, it, yeah but it was like <laughs> super thin, like <laughs> you didn't have like the whole thing. Um, one of the ones he brought up was I don't know if you saw was a double lineup when they have like a line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they have like a lineup and then it's like it's like a part lineup. So they have a real lineup, Jesus. and then they'll have like another lineup going. Good God! Okay. Yeah, yeah, man, I it was bad. That. But speaking of lineups, um, this new wave of that chalk line thing that they got going on with their lineups. I don't know what that is, but bro, please chalk stop. line. Yeah, you ain't seen yeah, the chalk. You ain't seen that the white, the little white line that they draw. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, they don't how wipe did that they even, off? How do they even do that? No, they like walk out of the barbershops with it. Like I be seeing people in parties, like that's how you know they got a fresh cut right before the party or whatever that Friday morning, because they'll still have a little chalk line. Pretty much, pretty much most of those cuts on that uh, poster in barbershops, like it may have been three or four decent cuts that you would rock with, and then the rest of them, <laughs> you look at those pictures, you're like, who the hell walking around with that? <laughs> like most of yeah. those cuts, nobody had, man. <laughs> Yo, that's that's so, but yeah, that's. Yeah, let me. Yeah, nobody ever is like. Let me get a number seventeen. <laughs> uh, the mystical braids. Mm. I like mystical I, just had that. that that little chunky braids because they were like super big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, I was anti mystical braids. I remember when dudes first really started getting uh, the the nasty locks. The, the, the locks you got that <laughs> oh, one yeah. like that one just. <laughs> where it's like super nappy or like, or, like, or like, like matted uh, towards yeah, like, the, uh, the, your head yeah yeah, yeah. so but I mean yeah, so, you know uh, like you said Florida there's places that like swear by that stuff yeah yeah that don't make it right hey people swear five. by this uh, this Dallas uh, shag 
shit still don't make it <laughs> D-Town Shag, bro. That, this is horse horrible. Uh, the South Side in Houston. Hey. And certain haircuts just, hey. you like, dog, it's not 1996 anymore. The, the fight we're going to, Earl Spence, not long ago, still had that shag. <laughs> it's a couple yeah. of, not too many fights ago, he had that shag. <laughs> yeah. That rat tail, I wanted a rat tail for a sec, though. I wanted one, but I, I I'll for keep a long his time. name out of it. I'll keep his name out of it, but we have a classmate that kept a rat tail for a very long time, like into high school. Very long time. <laughs> I remember. Oh, I'll tell y'all. I'll tell you when we get I <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, and that was my question. It just it was just funny. I was like, am I on the same page? Are you guys? Do you remember like I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I got a, a quick question. one. Luckily, yeah. my mom didn't let me do any of those. Oh, do any dumb, those dumb hairstyles. Yeah, my mom wasn't with it either. So she she was like, "Nope, you doing something real, you know, low cut fade." That was about it. So I did have a um, like we did like the little what the little um twist uh right out of uh school, and that was the funny part. We had twists oh. while we were in the military. So, so. Oh my Carl Bar- Barker twist yeah. Oh baby boy Yeah that's, that was dope That was for the culture <laughs> I remember the first time I got them And I, I didn't think about it I had set up all day getting them done This chick set up And then we I went to a party later that night in The same apartment complex And jumped in the pool And I felt like it was one of those cartoons Like mid air I'm like <laughs> Like I realized that I had just got my twist done And as soon as I came down I mean, it didn't completely mess them up, but it wasn't that fresh, you know, yeah. chlorine, all that stuff. The, the beeswax was Yeah, that's what I was about dripping. to ask. Did you use the gel or did you use the beeswax? You know it was real if yeah. they used the beeswax. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I got a real quick question, probably. I know we almost at time. So, um, talking about Little Mermaid and, and the, all these remakes and live action remakes, I, I wanted to get you guys' opinions on you know, should these these classic animations do these remakes? I know Transformers came out, Byron, you were like not a fan of the Michael Bay ones or whatever. Um, I'm super excited for the new ones that's coming out. The Bumblebee was really good. Then uh, talking about uh, Rise of the Beasts coming out. And and so what, how do you guys feel about um, the, the remakes? And if you're cool with it, what's a classic kind of show cartoon or whatever that you would want to make? into a live action only cartoons animated i mean Stuff, you know so. yeah yeah or old shows if you want to remake an old show um and and, and that I, I think we've already talked about that like old movies or whatever that you want to remake well i'm all for the remakes if they can make it better and if they respect well there's two ways to respect the classic you know like if they go more towards the book rather than the movie and there's they can put provide more detail or there was something original because you know like we remake even what you're saying a little mermaid it's more based off like the play versus the movie and the little mermaid is disney stole that story so the the disney's little mermaid is not the little mermaid so if they can put twists on that so i'm fine with that as long as they show respect and they you know don't try to cheapen it because similar situation where people are upset about the color purple i'm actually super excited about it yeah, where the remake just looks like it's going to be 
awesome and Oprah has a big uh, hand in it and the preview I saw just made me excited because I think in today's world they can go a little deeper into the story especially things that might have a that we've whitewashed even the, the and I use that word very loosely like the color purple is whitewashed for the time you know you can't talk about you know uh Celie's lesbian experience and stuff like that we couldn't do that in 1984 yeah. 85 whenever the movie came out in 2023 oh yeah that's a whole different avenue to explore yeah even the colorism you, know, you don't have to talk it, about like, it, it was it was way more yeah. uh, like more light skin dark skin whereas you look at the new actors now that colorism isn't as much of a um you know focal point as it was yeah. back then yeah so what would i like to see remade mm, come back to me on that one so i also don't well first let me say i i was excited at first at the michael bay transformer movies but they i don't think they age well like i hate um what's his name shia labeouf I, I, mm-hmm. I, I hate his character now. I can't even watch those movies anymore. Uh, with that said, I, I can't think of one that I want to remake, but I, I want to ask this. The Little Mermaid, Prince Eric, is he white or black? He's white. Yeah. All right, so sticking with these Disney remakes, I don't care what they remake, but it's time for a black prince, unless I'm missing one. But like we've, I'd like to see a black prince. I'd like to see a black prince and a black princess. Let's get some black love in some of these Disney fairy tales because I was already mad at Princess and the Frog and the fact that the majority of the movie, she was a damn frog. And then the prince she fell for wasn't like a brother. And then even with this Little Mermaid, like, which I think is one of the, I don't like the whole story of the Little Mermaid, but let's, let's put a, let's put a brown skin, let's put a black prince in, in one of these movies. But I can't think yeah. of a specific one that I just want remake because like my favorite cartoons they wouldn't be good live action Family Guy, Simpsons Boondock. <laughs> well Boondocks maybe maybe Boondocks. So no. Boondocks might be like they can do something with that they can do something with that I'm going to let that be my answer right now Boondocks man go live action that joke <laughs> I like that I like could that. they do could they do a Voltron or something like that yeah, Voltron Could would be you... dope right now. Like, yeah, think about it. I mean, with the CGI they have now, where um, yeah. they they could do it like a better Power Rangers, right? Like a good storyline or whatever the, the, with the Michael Bay does Power Rangers CGI want to be Transformers. Looking? Power Rangers does. Like, it's do supposed want... to be. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's supposed to be that. I mean, Sentai Sentai is uh, very like that. It's the you put the 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 miniatures on. You put the um, you know the costumes on, and and you just kind of go with it. That's part of kind of the 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 feel of it. I mean, it, it goes back all the way to the eighties, and they've been doing it that way. So I, I think that's the reason I never got into Power Rangers because I felt like it's what I wanted Voltron to be, and I feel like it was a cheap version of Voltron, and I just didn't respect it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, I'm Voltron about, like, would old be cartoons. Dope. Yeah, Voltron would be dope. Oh, uh. Thundercats, I would like, but I just feel like they would mess up like the. the it would be too much CGI for the character. Um, I mean, when I look at Avatar, that that's what I look at. If if they did a, a, a Thundercats, it would have to be that level of CGI where you got the Thundercats running around, you got all the people. Um, but I I think okay. that that would be dope. 
if they did it like that so yeah that was one of my answers actually was thundercats is if we could get that remade so but byron talking about your black prince and princess most of the princesses that they create are based in a country right merida is in scotland or whatever i mean it could be very easy for them to just base a princess story in africa any country in africa pick them because it's a continent so you got plenty of countries to be able to tell stories right and and very very easy for you to talk about um one of those countries and and do a princess story there or a prince story there i mean it, it would they be would, super dope they wouldn't they would africa's too woke for them they would do the caribbean first and, similar to they did the way they did little mermaid now they yeah. would they, they can still do they can still do they can still lightweight whitewash it because there's still like a primary Spanish European or European influence, influence in a lot of these yep. Caribbean countries. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. They would, they would never green like they would never green like this too. But it would be totally away from the story. But if they had like Aladdin in America, you know, uh, trying to date like this top popular white girl. And he has to deal with the the racism in America, you know, being looked at as a terrorist and stuff because he's from a Muslim country and stuff like that. They would never do it, but I think that would be dope too. Yeah, yeah, and make his name Aladdin. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that would be cool. That would be cool to like when you think about the modern retellings, um, like they did with Once Upon a Time and that type of thing, where it was all current day, but that type of thing. That would be pretty cool yeah. to see that happen. So, good question. Good question. Man. Yeah. Uh, Trump would boycott that. <laughs> Tell him to go back to Agrabah. Uh, yeah, that, would, that, would, that would definitely mess up Disney's bottom line. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that's what they got to do, man. They got to tell all of these other stories. And that that's, I'm so tired of Hollywood. And Hollywood's doing it, right? They are branching out and telling other stories. Um, and I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. It's just, it's, it's that white lash that's coming back from it where they tell a, a diverse story or they tell a story about something that's somebody that's non-white and it's like oh my god the world's falling right like oh everything's woke right they're talking about, oh they woke agenda or whatever not it, totally ignoring the idea that still 60 70 percent of stories that are told in hollywood are strictly whitewashed right there, there's almost it revolves around white characters in a white environment it, it really is I, I was um watching the ending of succession oh it ended so well but um i was watching the ending of that and i thought about it i'm like man this is like a really white cast but it makes sense for the show um but i it, it was still one of those things that like it is not diverse at all and i think they're okay mm. with that it, and i mean they're gonna have to unfortunately byron you're not gonna get what you want with any of the classics they're going to have to pull something that we haven't seen or we're unfamiliar with. The th- crazy thing, there's there's hundreds of fairy tales across the world. They're going to pull something or some. It might even be a princess story. Uh, it's going to take time, just like the Little Mermaid did. Um, it's more inclusive, but they were still very careful on how they use the uh, inclusivity. Like it was very structured, mm. but I would. And but, people are still going to fight that. Yeah, but I would love to see a a black you know prince and a black princess based in Africa, and 
you know, the British are the enemies, Ooh. right? They're the bad guys coming in we, and trying to keep them apart and everything like that. You could tell that story. We gave you Black Panther. Um, but I mean, a real one. And I mean, I, yeah. you, you just you want to put some mysticism in there. You put Aunt Nancy in there, and if we can bring old boy back from uh, uh American Gods that played Aunt Nancy, uh, on there, um, oh man, it'll be like so dope. That that you could bring all that in. So it would. I mean, I think it would work even as an animated film. Truthfully, not even you don't even but have to make it, that. Does it have? The challenge is there's not a big enough story behind it to cater to the masses. Like if it was a story that we all knew and they recreated it, that's an easier sell. Nobody knew going to find this story. Brand. But no, but they're white. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, creating and bringing forth a new white story is all fine and dandy. Yeah. You know, this is what we're used to. That's how yeah. that's how all these stories got yeah, here. Got the, the woman <laughs> that's King, how all these stories like, got here. Like the woman can remake that into a type of a, uh, something. Like uh, like there's stories out there to be told and I, and it's just them being able to do I it. Agree. And I, I think and when you talk about worldwide from that too. Yeah, and that's a, and I mean it's about money. They look at they tell that story even if we want to see it here in America, it's not going to do well in China. China doesn't really do well with, you know, diverse or, or black led um, movies. I mean, we already know it. And that's probably 20, 30 percent of a movie's gross these days. So it's not going to work there. It's probably not going to work very well in Europe. Um, and so that's why it's not getting greenlit. I mean, they, they're looking at bottom line dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So unless you unless you just want to, like, do one for the culture. Yeah. Then I just don't, you know. Like I said, it would have to be a well-known, well-known to have a successful black story like that. It would have to be a well-known story, and the lead actor and all this stuff, and it still could be a predominantly black cast. It would have to be some very strong white supporting actors that you can get behind. So I don't know, but that's neither here nor there. Let's go ahead and close out the show. So I want to apologize ahead of time because we've had a fairly fun show, but I'm going to end it on something a little more uh, serious. Uh, we mentioned that it's Pride Month this month. And last month we just saw uh, it was Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, it's something that I looked at recently uh, this last week. The rise of suicide among black men for like the first time in history, there's been a huge increase in um, black men killing themselves. So first, I just want to say, brothers, you know, please, please, you know, seek help. Uh, it's it's okay to be, you know, whatever whatever you're feeling, it's okay to feel that and, and, and seek the help that you need. We know we don't have a lot of outlets, a lot of places where we can truly comfortably express how we feel about things when we're in pain. And so that's part of it. But um, have someone to talk to. I know people always say, you know, call the suicide prevention hotline. And I'm sure they do great work and help many people. But I, I would assume for a lot of people, it would be like just, I don't know, almost talking to a wall. Like you almost need someone that knows you to talk to you. I would think I could be completely wrong on that. But EverydayHealth.com says the five leading reasons that black men are uh, suffering from suicide is social media, 
uh, trying to keep up with what you see on social media and fit in. Uh, just the stigma. We, as much as we battle the stigma in the black community of uh, seeking help and going to a therapist, going to counseling, overall, there's still this great stigma in our community that you're weak or something is wrong with you if you need those things. Access. Not, you know, we tell people to go get help, but some people probably do want help and just don't have the access to it. Uh, racism. We talk about that a lot on this show. We deal with so much. We deal with so much racism. A lot of times we only point out the big racism. We don't even, we don't even mention the overt racism. I mean, the covert racism sometimes. Like we just, we kind of let that slide. It's like par for the course. Like, you know, oh, well, you was in that town. So that's what you expect. You know what I mean? So, and, and last, our, our, apparently our exposure to violence is higher than our white counterparts. And, and other uh, races in this country. So those five things are what we're dealing with and that we just need to address. And the most alarming statistic I saw was that suicide is the second leading cause of death for 10 to 14 year old black boys. 10. I couldn't even comprehend a 10 year old even, you know, dealing with that. But as I bounced that out idea off of people, it was like, you know, uh, they had an example of, of a 10 year old that not not 10 year old, but a young kid that hung himself because uh, a family member died. You know what I mean? Or, you know, they may not feel love or, or whatever they're going through. And it's just something that I, I couldn't even fathom. I'm like, I'm thinking you're too young to even be feeling that way. But I'm wrong on that. Um, and that's probably yeah. that's probably part of the thing yes. is, you know, when you're showing the signs I've seen even not even as young as 10 we're so quick to write off the experiences of those younger than us or we feel that should be in a way happier what you stressed out about yeah no, you 10 years old you don't got nothing to worry about exactly okay yeah. you're 18 years old don't don't be worried about that little girl mm. it ain't that ain't the end of the world but for that person at that point in time in their mind it is right um I would love to see that shoot me that because I've been thinking about that because I've just seen so many of uh, friends and brothers that I, you know, you know, frat brothers I talk to. It seems like everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't know if it's just this time period or people are a little more open or I'm more aware now. And people are struggling to deal with it. You know, they're they're struggling and people on the edge like, bro, it was tough, you know, um, and I shared my story, you know, I took FMLA just because I just needed a break. Um, and I'm blessed to have a friends and support system that helped me help lead me to that path because I didn't come up with that solution on my own. You know, you know, half the time it's I'll just fight through it. You know, here's an option. To, but rather than like, oh, take a break and work in mental health, it was a solution to get past everything else rather than my mental health. So um, I encourage you and others to talk to people. There's usually two parts to it. It's the situation you're dealing with and the mental health part. And don't just try to find a solution to what you're dealing with. If it's finances, if it's relationships, if it's work, if it's the kids, we'll give you all the, the, the bruh, just, you know, you know, find another job, do this, do that. It's like, 
dog, you need to probably you need to go talk to somebody and learn how. Maybe you need to be on antidepressants. Maybe you need to learn how to meditate. There's something that you need to do further because this this situation will probably pass. But if you don't learn how to deal with these emotions and the 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 mental part of it, it's just going to come back. So. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna steal your thunder, no, bro. That's, man. that's it's just huge. It was like I, I felt like I was rambling anyway, but basically, man, just no. You're 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 right on. It's crazy. I, I don't I don't know any magic words to say. Like people always say, get help, get help, and that's all I can offer right now. But you know, uh, just look out for your fellow brothers. Look out for your fellow brothers. We always say check on people and stuff like that, and we mean that, and we try to practice that. I think. Within. And follow follow up. Yeah. Within our- There's people I'm following up with, too, because I've had a conversation re- recently, and I'm sorry because this has been very close to me recently, is you say people, you tell people to help access, but some people just don't know what to do, even if they have access. Mm-hmm. How do you find a therapist? You know, what do you look for? They went to one therapist, that didn't work, and they're like, that therapy don't work for me. Yeah, I've heard that. It's, I've heard that. What do yeah. I look for? How, how do I find somebody... You know, it's like dating. You got to get out there. You're not going to, you ain't going to fall in love if you never go out and step out the house. Every, the first person you date, unless you're Byron, you know, you, you know, going to fall in love with, like, it's, it, it's, you got to go find it. If you want it, you got to go work for it, unfortunately. And that's just another stress, stressor. Yep. Trying to squeeze that into the already stressful life that you're running through right now. Um, you know, it's like you say, it's just one other thing. Uh, and that's, that's why the FMLA is there. That's why that time's there um, to be able to take it. I, but I get it. A lot of people can't take that time because they might not have, you know, money to be able to do it. Because that, that that's one of those things that you know. And I think that's a little bit of where that that's a white pe- people thing. Therapy's a white people thing. Came I remember from, that. Was yeah. that you need yeah. money to be able to do that, right? I, if I'm taking a month off of work. I got to be in a job that that actually pays me for that month. If not, then I can't take a month off work because then I don't pay my bills. Right. So that, that there, there's that part of it. Um, so do what you can lean on your friends. Like I talked about in the, in the um, opening, um, your friends are there and they want to help. Um, and if they aren't there and they don't want to help, they might not be your friends. And you might want to find new friends. You got to you got to surround yourself with a support group that actually is there for you um, and, and taking and wants to help take care of you. I really didn't have anything, man. I just wanted to shout out to inspire you on air. New beat of the bay. If you're listening to us on there, just make sure you uh, you like the content. We're on every podcasting platform out there. Check us out if you want to look at the back um, catalog. Listen to some other episodes. We have fun like this on every episode that we have, man. I mean, the show is a fun show. It really is, and we we really enjoy it. And if you're listening to us on uh, one of the podcasting platforms, download the Inspire You on Air app and check out some of the dope content there. Some of the other podcasts that are on inspire you or some of our um sister podcasts like off safety like uh woo isms like the bros book bookshelf um check some of those out too man um they 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 have just as much fun we enjoy listening to those and and as they listen to us so um just want to throw that out there man don't forget truth be told sports truth be told sports that's right all righty with that being said i'll make it really quick Shout out once again to the graduates, the class of 2023. I've been to numerous graduations this uh, last few weeks, and it just it just it just fills my heart to see all these young people getting ready to enter these next stages of your life. Lives. So stay encouraged, stay positive, go out there and, and be fearless and 
you're still young. You can bounce back, have fun, do what you do. We said it earlier. Happy birthday, Rozzy, but also happy birthday to my dad. You know, happy heavenly birthday. I think that's what we say now. I, I can't keep up with all these the way we keep changes, these new phrases that become appropriate. But um, to my family, I know he's not here, but he's loved and he's missed. And so, dad, this is for you. And we talked about Little Mermaid earlier today. And I just want to once again give a shout out to Hallie. Um, for we talked about this a couple of times about black girl magic. She did her thing. She she left no stone on turn with that role. I was just very happy for her to be her debut debut like major film role. So with that being said, another black girl magic moment is I'm getting ready after this show to go see my daughter Skylar perform in her ballet and tap. Slash jazz recital. So I know you're going to kill it, Sky. Daddy's proud of you. Keep doing what you do. This is Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And then most importantly, listen again. <laughs>